Hey there, horror movie tea sippers. The following podcast will contain spoilers for the movie we are about to review. If you have not seen the movie and do not wish to have anything ruined prematurely, then please do not continue to listen until after you have seen the movie. And welcome to the Horror Movie Tea Podcast. We are covering a Netflix original movie called Dark Light Today. But before we go into that dumpster fire, let's go on to tea. Um, I am drinking the uh, Bigelow Botanicals Cold Water Infusion Tea. And oh yes, it's so pretty. What are you drinking? I am running on very little sleep. Long story. So I am drinking um, a local made tea. From Bare Naked Bee Company, hmm. they mostly do their own honey and things. They're they're a beekeeping family in the Allen Lucas area, and they've made some teas. And I'm drinking their Island Blend. It's loose leaf, and it is delicious. Ooh, yeah, I know. I I remember trying some other teas, and they were pretty tasty. It's the one I had you try. Oh, very nice. Yes. It's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Dark Light. Um, IMDb has the perfect summary because there's not much else to say about this movie. Uh, so, it's about a mom who returns back to her childhood home and she discovers that there are monsters on this farm, which... I don't know if you would specifically call it a corn farm, but they grow a lot of corn. It, I mean, it is a farmhouse. Yeah. Well, but it's like, you know how they sometimes distinguish like, oh, we're on a green bean farm <laughs> or like whatever. It's like, I don't know if you would call it a corn farm or if you just call it a farm. That might just be the crop that they do. They're supposed to rotate for the most part with especially certain crops. I think corn is one of them. Just so they can put nutrients back in the soil. Yeah. Regardless, there's a crap ton of corn. Yes. Everywhere. So off to entertainment. I don't have a whole lot of... Nose goes. You go first. Oh, nose goes. <laughs> oh, got it. I, I, I get it. <laughs> so this movie is kind of very similar to the original Wicker Man, where... You're watching it and you're mainly like confused and you see the potential of the movie, but it left both of us with not a lot to say. So I definitely have my ratings down. Well, I got a lot to say. It's just none of it's really good. <laughs> okay, that's fair. But so I would rate it a four and just, well, first off, the monsters are just a stupid concept because at first it seemed like it was all in her head and that actually started off kind of interesting, but then the monsters ended up being real. And guys, if you haven't seen this movie, it's literally, they look like cyclopses, 
But their eye is a flashlight. Like, it's so dumb. And then whenever they eat you, they, like, steal your energy. It's like, ooh, so scary. It just, oh, my God. And it's just this, it's dumb. <laughs> it's so dumb. Uh, and, and then they, like, jump around the storyline. And it really didn't really seem to add to the movie at all. Like, it'd be one thing if they were playing on the psychological aspect where she's imagining it and they're playing around with that. But even that, if they... They'd have to be very careful, otherwise it would ruin, you know, the fact that it's all in her head. And just... Ah, they... It was... It was a mess. I feel like they had a vague idea on what they wanted to do, but they just kind of slapped it all together and they're like, here we are. It's done. <laughs> Accurate. Yeah. I, I believe a four is a very, very good rating. I agree. It borders on a three. It really does. It's definitely low budget, which we've seen some low budget ones and they're not all bad. We get it. <laughs> Making films are expensive. <laughs> but we've seen what can come out on Netflix and what they can do with certain things. And they just like drop the ball on this altogether. The monsters are just, they remind me of something that someone would wear as a costume to like a space themed party. Yes. Like a really, really old, like if you're having like a Star Trek type, like old school Star Trek type party. Or something like that, because they're just, they're very plasticky or rubbery looking, and it's just bad. And a lot of the effects that they use for the monsters, especially out in the fields, are like a floodlight or spotlight and flashlights, literal flashlights. Yeah, it looks like someone's standing there in the field with a flashlight. They're standing there holding up a flashlight above their head. So you can see it above the crops. It's bad. <laughs> it's really bad. If they had stuck to the intrigue of is she imagining it or are they real, I would have given them two more points. Especially if they had actually stuck with it's all in her head. Yeah. Because they could have actually played that off really well and have her be imagining the monsters and then you start looking back and realizing it that they're actual people that she's seeing. And she's just hallucinating them as monsters and hurting people potentially. Yeah. When they're when she thinks they're monsters. That would have been a heck of a lot more interesting. Yeah. Than it actually being a creature feature. Now, I do like creature features. I do. This one was just crap. <laughs> they showed the monster way too much which only hurt them more especially since it's so low budget and doesn't look good it, it really doesn't look that great so if you don't have that high of a budget and that's all you can really do just show little pieces of it here and there a flash of it here a flash of it there shadows here don't show the whole monster if you can help it what you can't see is often much scarier than what you can. So it just took it out completely. <laughs> yeah. It was not good. They, 
They also have a lot of the characters jump to conclusions way too fast in the movie. Yes. So we'll get to more of that in the realism scale because I feel like it, it does lean more toward the realism than the entertainment. Yeah. But because they do it so much and there's no real reason for it, it really does detract from the entertainment as well. Yeah. And this movie really doesn't seem to have... Like, of course, it's focusing on the monsters and the farm and stuff, but it doesn't really have a clear step one, two, three throughout the movie. It just, it's like, ooh, these monsters are real, and oh, look, they kidnapped her daughter, but now the mother got arrested, and it just, it was so over the place. I just, ugh. Yeah, it was all over the place, but also, we don't know that much about these people, so we can't really bring ourselves to care about these people or what happens to them because, I mean, they can't even get their own story straight. Take the the main character's mom, for example. They said at one point, she told the ex-husband at one point, yeah, this was happening while my mother was dying. So that implies that she was sick physically and she was probably taking care of her dying mother or ailing mother as she was passing. But then later, they mentioned that she had put her in a state hospital and she hung herself. So which is it? <laughs> yeah, I I don't understand. I mean, the only thing I can imagine that working out is if the mother hadn't actually been able to kill herself by the hanging and she was hospitalized and that was how she was dying but still it's just kind of a shot in the dark and they don't really explain it and even like talking about not caring about the characters it's like they throw little bits and pieces about the characters lives but they don't really give you enough to feel that much empathy towards them is that they just thrust you in the middle of it which in some movies, they do it very well, but it's like they have bits and pieces and clues to where you can gather um, what type of character they are and stuff like that. And that kind of increases um, your empathy for them. But this one is just blank slates with scattered backstory. Yeah. Yeah. The rest of the issues that I have are that detract from entertainment are also realism. So we'll get to to those here shortly but once again guys if something breaks the realism for me it just detracts completely from the movie so i don't know that i would even recommend someone to watch it once yeah it was kind of boring like it was okay in the beginning yeah they had some halfway decent spoops in the beginning then they set up the atmosphere kind of in an interesting way at the beginning, right off at the start of the movie. But once you, once they start hopping around everywhere and you realize that the monsters are real and certain realism things come into play, then it's not a good movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's not even so bad it's enjoyable. It just, no. it's just so bland and yeah. it's so chaotic and it's just, yeah, no, no. You know, we've seen a lot of those kind of movies that it's so bad, it's funny, and we love to watch them over and over again, especially with friends. 
that's a separate category in and of itself. Yeah. Th- this is nowhere near it. <laughs> this is, we probably don't recommend it because it's a waste of time. Like, I I just, I didn't really get anything out of the movie. It didn't give me any, it didn't give me very much entertainment at all or, or appreciation. Because sometimes there'll be a movie that I don't necessarily enjoy it, but I can at least appreciate some aspects like the cinematography or the character development. But nope, there's nothing about this movie that I can say that I took from and could appreciate. <laughs> Not a single thing. Except the one thing that we'll probably mention in the realism scale. <laughs> yeah, we got one laugh out of it. <laughs> one. <laughs> and that's that... About it. And that... It's going, uh, that's the uh, thumbnail that's on the YouTube video for this episode. Yep. So if you guys are, well, we couldn't yeah. help it. We had to use it. Yes. <laughs> so I'm good on entertainment. Are you? Yeah, I am very good. Let's, right. let's hit realism. Let's go ahead and destroy the realism here. So I'll go first since as usual, I'll be the shortest. Oh, I've got a laundry list over here. <laughs> So for realism, I would rate this a three. Just very little in this movie. Uh, anything that happened in this movie is not very believable. You know, monsters aside, because we typically do that. But the character reactions, like they just jump to conclusions. And um, like, I know Jess will probably go into a little bit more detail than I will. But like, for example, the sheriff just assuming that the daughter is being abused when the daughter didn't want to go home is like the daughter wasn't hurt or and the mother even was like we're going through a divorce it's like uh, my parents have uh went through a divorce when i was very young and i can tell you that there were times i didn't want to go back to my mom's house because you know, I only saw my dad so often, and so it was hard having to leave one parent and go to the other. Um, but same, like, you know, vice versa. It's just, just because a kid doesn't want to go home does it automatically mean, oh, they're being abused. It's like, yes, it's a teeny tiny red flag, but it's like, keep it in the back of your head. Don't automatically be like, I'm going to call CPS. Just, ah. But that's my biggest complaint besides the fact that they didn't have the decency to fake a camera very well. So that is the the one scene, guys, that we laughed hysterically at and kept rewinding yeah. and pausing. We're like, how? how so in one scene, as... The, the sheriff and a deputy are walking up to this conspiracy theorist's house. The deputy points at what's supposed to be a security camera and goes, man, this guy's paranoid. And they show the security camera and it's just the housing. <laughs> it's empty. There's no camera <laughs> whatsoever. You can see the other side of the housing. It is completely empty. It is a blank shell. And then within, I'd say, probably two minutes, they're looking at footage from what was supposed to be the security camera. And I'm sorry, 
that's not how that works. <laughs> well, what cracks me up is the fact that multiple people would have seen this, like not just setting up the set, but also like editing it and, you know, the cameraman zooming in. It's like the, the director, <laughs> all of the actors ever <laughs> editing department, cameraman, even the person with the boom mic. <laughs> Yeah, and instead of, you know, putting a black screen over so you couldn't see on the inside so it would fake uh, looking like a real camera or even post-editing, you know, inserting a, a fake screen, they're, all of them were like, this is fine. <laughs> this is believable. It shows for a couple of seconds where people can clearly tell that it's an empty housing, but this is fine. Totally acceptable. Yeah. I give the realism a two. Three's a bit too generous for me. Just <laughs> in my opinion. And part of that, so let's start at the very beginning. <laughs> when they first get there, I feel like the house is a bit too clean, especially for how old it is. Yeah, she could have potentially have gone there to help clean it up a bit before she brought the kid, but they don't mention that ever or show it or anything it's conveniently it's, clean. It's very conveniently way too clean. And it just doesn't look right. Everything works. None of the lights need to be changed. All of the furniture is perfectly fine. Old, but fine. It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Also, with the corn outside, who's taking care of it? <laughs> That's a huge area. And that's a very involved crop. That takes a lot of maintenance, especially for how much is there. And it would more than likely take more than one person, for sure, for a full day's work. So who's taking care of the crops? Plus, you never really see her working on it. It's always... You never see her, and there's never anyone else on their land except when they call the sheriff or the dad randomly shows up <laughs> there's no one there so i don't know what kind of magic crops they have but that's not how crops do well plus if her mom has been in a psychiatric hospital and she hasn't been able to take care of the farm Definitely. then wouldn't the corn be dead by now or at least yes. dying <laughs> And it's okay if they're, like, paying someone to, like, farmhands and all to take care of it. That's perfectly acceptable. But you never see anyone <laughs> or hear of anyone being on their land. Ever. There's a lot of conveniences in this movie. Extremely. Like, if you're not going to have anyone in there, they really just use it to play flashlight tag and to be chased by the monsters. Yeah. That's really the only reason why they have the cornfields there, which is just convenience sake. But it raises a lot more questions than it should. If they yeah. do it right, it's fine. They did not do it right. Yeah. Well, plus, if you are going to have like a scene where there's like all of these different like plot holes or explanations then don't do that thing. Like, it could have just been a a field, just like a blank field, maybe like wild 
you know, flowers or whatever growing. But it's like, then you don't have to worry about explaining, oh, how is it being taken care of? Nope. Just some woods here and there. Woods would have been easier to explain away, honestly. Yeah. And then they could still do the flashlight thing. Trees. Trees work just as well. Probably better in that situation. Yeah. Rather than... fields are spookier. (laughs) So... I, that's the only reason I can think of, honestly. Yeah, like, their scarecrow was so weird. And they never did anything with it. Yeah, it's like, it looks spooky, but, like, nothing ever happens with it. They're just, like... It never disappears off the thing, even the monsters pulling it off, or, you know, kids pulling it off, nothing. Nothing ever happens with the scarecrow. It's just creepy for no reason. You know what would be cool, and what they could have done is they could have had the scarecrow disappear, but then show up somewhere else in the house. Yes. And that way they could have played on, you know, whether or not it's in her head. Because then it's like, oh, she could have moved it. But then they find out it's like the the monsters or, you know, a a plethora of different things. But, played it so many different ways. And it would have been so much better. Yeah, they... But no, they they don't do anything there. And what you were saying about, or what we were both saying about people jumping to conclusions. First, the dad jumps to conclusions when the kid comes into the kitchen with a nosebleed. And yes, granted, that is a lot of blood for a nosebleed. That seemed a little bit of an excessive amount of blood for a nosebleed. But there was no, like, welt from her hitting something, her nose on something, anything like that. There was no bruising, no swelling, nothing like that to indicate that she had something hit her face, be it a hand fist, doorknob, door frame, (laughs) dresser what have you falling down the stairs nothing like that there was no loud noise nothing of that sort and the dad was talking with the mom for however long before the kid came into the room and all of the blood was fresh so it's not like she just teleported out of the room hit her kid and teleported back yeah he was with her the whole time maybe the kid's just a klutz or maybe it's just a flippin' nosebleed, like some kids have. And yeah, maybe she's not prone to nosebleeds, but it's a very stressful situation they've thrown the kid into. They're getting a divorce. She's moved houses. She's in a completely different environment away from everything she knows. And everything around her is changing. Weird stuff is bound to happen. <laughs> Well, and plus, concern, take the kid to a doctor. <laughs> well, and then plus the fact that he assumed that she hit her kid when they don't establish that she ever did that before when they were no. together. It's like he, Not at all. it's like you know the the daughter is decently older, and it's like if she hasn't you know, shown any abusive behavior during that time, then why is he suddenly like, oh, you're abusing our child? Yeah, and he keeps saying she's acting like she's having a nervous breakdown and stuff, but more often than not, it's more, if anything happens, it's internalized, not displayed outwardly against people that you love. 
There are exceptions, of course. But again, she's they've made no mention of any history of abuse yeah. at all. And if there was history of abuse, then she probably wouldn't have gotten custody of the kid to begin with. Yeah, and honestly, because the dad keeps on bringing up the mental uh, breakdown and or nervous breakdown. And honestly, if her mental health was that much in jeopardy, she wouldn't have gotten custody of her kid. It's like the, jo- the judge, judge, the judge obviously thought that she either you know was uh in the right treatment or wasn't that bad to where she was still dependable and able to take care of herself and a child yeah, it just she was still competent yeah so the it just he just seemed very judgmental extremely and it was out of left field so i can understand being concerned about her she does seem to be kind of overreacting a little bit when she's explaining things that could just be neighborhood kids trying to you know be jerks or something like that so i can kind of understand a little bit of stress there and wondering if she's okay but not going straight to what have you done to our child it just doesn't make sense And the other one that jumps to conclusions like that is the sheriff, who's supposed to be there to help you and objective and cool-headed. I don't know if they had a history or anything. They didn't mention anything, but she seems right from the start to be kind of against the main character. (laughs) life with dogs guys yep so i don't know why she's against her from the start whenever she says remember i'm here to help it always comes across as kind of sarcastic yeah it's almost like the again yeah it's almost like the southern like bless your heart as, as far as like how it comes off it really does like she has to say it so she says it but she really doesn't want to be there and especially not with her And then she gets the call about the kid that's missing, and she finds her coming out of the the cornfield. I don't know why she was that close anyway, but she's there, and she stops, and the kid's having another nosebleed. And she doesn't ask, what happened to your nose, sweetie? How'd you get a nosebleed? Doesn't check her for any welts or anything, which, again, she doesn't have. Yet again, no welt, no swelling, no bruising, no sign of, like abuse or anything she's just having a nosebleed sometimes kids have it sometimes adults have it it's a thing that happens every now and then but then she says i don't want to go home and she doesn't stop the car she doesn't ask the kid to explain what she means by that why don't you want to go home what do you mean is everything okay What's up? You want to talk about it? Nothing. Nothing. She just keeps driving. No, I'm, I'm going to take you back with no explanation. Yeah. No questions. This is fine. And then she immediately, I'm going to call CPS. And then the mom explains, we're going through a divorce. It's very stressful. She's in a new environment and all. And again, it's a nosebleed. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, and then plus not, you know, in addition to going through a divorce, like moving to a new area. Yes. I mean, it's like if if that doesn't feel like home to you, you don't want to go back. No, it's a new place. You don't know the area. You don't know any people there. So she's she's like 10. So she's moved away from all of her friends and everyone that she knew. The only one that's around is her mom. And her mom is clearly stressed with the whole situation as well. So she might not even feel like she can really talk about it with her. So it's just, it's a very alone feeling. Yeah. So I wouldn't want to go back either. <laughs> Just want to get away for a bit. But no no asking, you know, what happened or anything. No asking even the mom, hey, is everything okay? She mentioned this. Is there anything I can do? When really they just kind of need counseling. <laughs> like, Yeah. Well, and then that's like the, the father threatening to take away the daughter. It just... They, they go from zero to ten real fast. There's no no time to switch there. It's just, oh, nope, we're here now. Okay. Yeah. No warning. Nothing. This is fine. We're just going to take a left turn here. No blinker. <laughs> <laughs> and the cops in general in this movie, is they're just horrible. They don't care. They don't do their jobs well. And that always makes me so mad at movies. <laughs> Watching a movie when you're like, this is not how it would work at all. There are like no questions being asked. There's like no evidence being gathered or anything. There's no one posted at a crime scene. There's no one checking the house that she keeps saying her daughter is still there and she needs to go find her. No one is sent to check the house when she's missing <laughs> from the crashed vehicle. No, <laughs> that's not how this works. It's the most obvious first start. Let's check here first. You guys stay on the wreck and see if maybe we turn up a body. That's fine. But we don't need our entire force here. <laughs> Let's send, you know, one, maybe two out to the house that if she is still alive and capable of walking, she's going to be at. So it just doesn't make sense. The yeah. stupid cop things is just, it's so overdone. It's so overdone. Yeah, I, I can't really think of a horror movie where the cops are competent. Not a horror movie. I've seen a lot of suspense movies. But that makes sense, though. But it's also usually done from, like, a cop's perspective. Yeah. So, I just want horror movies to do better. Like, I get movies got a movie. I get it. I do. But there's only so much stupidity that the audience can take before we all just go, No. <laughs> I also think it's a matter of convenience, too, because they're like, oh, like, if you're making a horror movie and it can be solved by the cops being competent, then maybe you should modify your plan for the horror movie a little bit yes. rather than making the cops stupid. Because then it it kind of breaks your immersion in the movie because yes. you're just frustrated. And it would be so much scarier if... 
the cops are doing everything correct and the thing or the person or whoever the big bad is still gets away or still gets the person no matter what they do i guess that's kind of like uh oh when a stranger calls where like she's in the house and she's getting uh she's I think it's the alarm company. I, I forgot. It's been a long time since I've seen that movie. But it's like she's talking to uh, the the cops, I think. And that's when they find out she uh, the guy's in the house and they're trying to go over and help her. But it's like the cops are acting perfectly competent yeah. there. But that actually adds to the suspense. The fact that they're like, oh, crap, he's in the house. <laughs> Yeah, so there's a couple of different versions. I think one of them does do the alarm system, but I think the older version is she's just getting calls of, have you checked the children? Yeah. And they find out that the call originated from inside the house. Yeah, with the newer one, they did the same thing. Yeah, So, but the cops in that movie do everything correct. They do their due diligence. They check everything that they can. They note everything because with like prank call stuff, there's not much you can do. So, I mean, they did what they could, but then they did look into it, especially when he kept calling, but it's that one was done fairly well in almost every other movie ever. They're incompetent and they suck. And it's mainly just because they want to further the movie plot. But if you make the big bad just one step ahead of them and that much better at what they do, then it makes it all the more terrifying. Yeah. And they don't do that here. (laughs) Definitely not. So I just... mm. Then at the very, very end, when you see her get both the shotgun and the 30... Oh, yes. Yes. Alyssa was hearing me every 30 seconds or so. Use the 38. She was only having the shotgun out. The shotgun only takes two casings at a time. 38 is going to take more rounds. And you don't have to reload it as often. And then when the dad gets there, there are two of them. So hand him a gun. Unless he's just the worst shot in the world. Hand him a gun. Heck, even if he is a bad shot, hand him the shotgun. Those kind of guns are spray and pray. Like, it covers a very wide area. Yeah. So she basically just let him die. Basically. By not giving him a gun and then not using either of them when she sees the monster right there by the dude. No. (laughs) No. They're just, mm, this movie is just... Awful. Don't. (laughs) (laughs) If you haven't seen it yet, do not waste your time. That's what we're getting at. Yeah. Uh, Those are my main points. Yeah, I don't really have much to add other than I hate how a movie from the very beginning ends up spoiling itself. Because, you know, the fact that you kind of are playing around with the idea on, oh, well, maybe it's in her head. Because I feel like there were some scenes where they were alluding to the fact that it's in her head. Yes, and that would have been great. But then they're like, oh, it's not in her head. But like what, 
it's like if you're going to have the monster actually be real, then what they should do, because I've seen a, a, a few other movies do this, is like 90% of the movie make you think that it's in her head. And then the last 10% be like, oh, crap, it's not in her head. Yeah. But this was more like 10% in her head, 90%. The monsters are real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It really would have been a much better movie if it had been all in her head. And this was kind of a, a narrative of mental illness. But no. No, they just wanted to make a really, really crappy creature feature. And waste our times. Yeah. So, well, let us, if you guys ended up watching the movie, let us know what you thought about it. What uh, if you like the idea of it being all in her head or if you like the creature feature aspect. And also, if you know any horror movies where the cops are actually competent, please let us know. <laughs> For the love of God, please. That would be amazing. I want to know how bad some other people are going to rate it. Because as bad as it was, it's not the worst one we've seen. Yeah. But it's not good. <laughs> no, it's definitely towards the bottom for me. Yeah, it, it definitely is. But what other movies do you guys want us to watch and review? Let us know if you have any other ideas of horror games that you want us to play as well in our live streams. Then let us know those as well. And until the next time, guys, stay safe and stay spoopy. Bye. Bye.